The Over the Bonnet podcast is brought to you by Marymark Medical, Gimpy Foam and Rubber and NICAD Earth Moving. My guest today is Billy Mitchell, the principal of Century 21 Real Estate in Gimpy and Tin Can Bay, whose rapid expansion has seen him become one of the largest franchise owners in the area. He began his life following the family business in the hotel industry before making the move to real estate and he's never looked back. And it's a pleasure to have him in the studio today for Over the Bonnet. Over the Bonnet with Mark Peepers. (laughs) Well, at least the guests are good. You'll never know what happens with the conversation when it's Over the Bonnet. (laughs) You're kidding me, aren't you? Billy Mitchell, welcome to Over the Bonnet. Thanks very much for having me, Mark. Great to be here. Okay, Mr. Real Estate, how did that come about? Oh, good question. Uh, that came about, I, I spent a couple of years with John Bamling at gimpyrealestate.com.au uh, and we just wanted to do something that was different that just sort of resonated, I suppose, with real estate and um, an identity for it. And uh, yeah, that's where it came about. I don't use it too much anymore, but um, yeah, I have to give John Bamling the credit for that. Uh, he uh, steered me in that direction and um, yeah, I was known as Mr. Real Estate from there on, so it was a good one. What was the reaction? It's a good logo. Yeah, it was. It was a good reaction. Um, yeah, it was funny. Like, you know, uh, it takes a while for, for a billboard campaign to catch on generally, but that one was pretty straight away. Everyone sort of called me Mr. Real Estate from there on in. So it was um, it was a little bit embarrassing at the time. I'd only been in real estate about three years. So, um, yeah, but it was good fun. It was, uh, yeah, it did its job, I think. Would you call yourself Mr. Real Estate these days because you are... Um, overseeing a, a burgeoning empire uh no certainly not um it was just a marketing ploy back in the day you know um and now i'm really enjoying myself um yeah the the the, the our business and the company's grown over the years which is um which has just been yeah you know, mainly through just hard work and grinding away and, and continually trying to do the right thing and um you know yeah they, i wouldn't call myself mr real estate you've got a growing real estate empire mm-hmm. what are the keys what's the formula uh, I think it's uh, doing the right thing, um, turning up every day. Um, you know, you, you, this is more a people-based business than bricks and mortar, that's for sure. So it comes back to my roots, which is customer service and those sort of things. So, yeah, I think, um, look, it's not for everybody. Otherwise, everybody would be doing it, yeah. Um, but, look, it's um, it's a service-based industry that, yeah, I think you've just got to keep, keep turning up towards. And, you know, we often have to have tough conversations with good people, I say. Um, and as long as we're prepared to have them um, and steer them in the right direction towards the sale, um, yeah, but there's a lot in the making to make a good real estate agent. Talk about the cu- tough conversations. <laughs> what, are, what do you mean by that? Yeah, well, look, you know, the tough conversation is meeting the market sometimes. At the moment, we're in a booming market and we're in a seller's market, which is great. It's generally the decision's easy to sell. But sometimes we're in a declining market and we have to have those tough conversations, whereas we thought that the property might be worth, you know, 600000 and. You know, we've had consistent offers around five fifty and five sixty thousand. So, you know, there, there's a difference there, and that's why there's a job for a good real estate agent is to be the meat in the sandwich and you know help them help them meet the market. Um, that's what I'd call is a tough conversation. You know, um, if you don't have those conversations, you might be looking at five ten or five twenty in six months' time. You know, you just never really know. So, I suppose you've got to work out what's important for the client. Um, and then and then try and help them or guide them towards a successful sale, you know. You talk about the early days in customer service. Let's turn the clock back to a junior Billy. Junior Billy, yeah. <laughs> talk about the, the early days in Gympie. Uh, early days in Gympie. Uh, so 
So my mother and her partner at the time um, bought the lease of the Jockey Club Hotel on the south side off, off Nicky Buckley back in 1997. Um, so that was young Billy's first or second job actually. Um, so I went straight into there as a, as a bottle shop attendant at about 16 and um, got to know a lot of people in Gympie actually. It's really helped me with my real estate career. But yeah, um, just go back to, to customer service. It's something I did you know, as a kid. It was... Um, yeah, a lot of pubs and clubs and those sort of things. Pretty exciting times, though. Sixteen-year-old working uh, the bottle o, and you know, mum and her partner are running the jockey. Um, how did it feel when it all when it all went down? Yeah, it was actually under management at the time. So my mum and her partner were, were living in Bundaberg, and I was here on my own as a sixteen-year-old. Oh wow! Um, so it was under. I was working there for a manager at the time, and um, yeah, oh, look, it was great as a 16-year-old serving in the bottle shops. It meant that I was able to get served at a local couple of the other local pubs around town, so worked out quite well. Mark had its advantages, but anyhow, we probably don't need to go there. Um, but look, it was good. Um, the opportunity then came out that the manager had moved on, and I'd had two years at the pub, so I knew the ins and outs of it. So I ended up becoming the, the licensee of the pub um, at 18, which was a really young age, yeah. Well, you talk about being in Gympie on, the, on your own. How did that come about? Well, it was just that the job was there. Um, I was a, a trainee at uh, Coral Cove International, so it was a little 18-hole, well, it's now an 18-hole um, golf course there near Megara. Um, so I'd finished the traineeship there and then it sort of just went hand in hand and the parents had the, had the pub there. So um, yeah, I got to move there and the rest is history. Yeah. Now, you've told me before that um, you had some uh, unfortunate uh, circumstances with your father. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately Dad passed away about 18 months ago, so he came up to live with me about six years ago, um, back in 2014, I think. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, Dad got cancer, and that was a tough time for, 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 for 12 months, yeah, going through that, and yeah, we nursed him at home. But How did yeah. that change you? Oh, it changed me in a million ways, yeah. I think you, you often look at your parents and, and you just think, um, you know, they're never going anywhere, I suppose, you know, and you often... I used to think about it a little bit and think, oh, it'd be the saddest day in the world, you know, and it was the day that your, your dad passes away. And, yeah, I just... just Oh, it changed me in a million ways, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think the, the appreciation for these people that have been around for a while and, you know, that have been... Um, yeah, through the ups and downs of the world, you can really get a lot out of them, and I certainly got a lot out of Dad before he left, yeah. What did you learn from him? Um, just how generous, I think. Yeah, he was just generous, you know, he'd give you the shirt off his back. Um, whether I learnt that from Dad or not, but, you know, he, he just was a generous person. Um, yeah, just a really good person to be around. Um, always always positive, never negative, I think. That's probably the most thing that he left with me. Yeah, always be positive. Nursing him in that, uh, those, you know, that 18 months when, when he was passing, mm -hmm. what did he try and pass on? Did he try and give you things that he, that he hadn't during the time that uh, you'd had a relationship as a younger, younger person? Oh, no, I, I, nothing in particular stands out, but he always told me to go for it. You know, you only get one crack at it, you know, so back yourself in, be confident. How did you utilise that information from your dad to, to have a crack? Yeah, well, I wish he was here now, um, seeing what I'm doing, you know. Um, that, that's one thing I'd, I'd love to sit down and go back and have a chat to Dad with about at the end of each day, you know. Suddenly you become aware of your own mortality. Yeah. And, and he must have, you know, with 18 months to go, you know, wouldn't have had a, a definite timeline, but he must have known. And it's sort of like, what did he want to get across to you in that time? And you say that you wanted to, to share with what you're doing now with him. Yeah, well... 
that was the his favorite you know in the in those 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 last days or last you know couple of years sort of thing if you like um he was most he'd just love and wait for me to get home every afternoon so we could tell him about my day and what we've been doing and you know he loved business and the news and the media and everything that was going on so he was really good to download on on the day you know and um yeah he'd steer me in the right direction with a few things and give me his advice here and there but yeah he was he was full of full of full of praise for me you know what i mean really backed me in go back to the early days when you're an 18 year old licensee how was that experience Oh, it was unbelievable, um, and it certainly put me in good stead for today. I mean, I was a, a young man then, um, and, and I was in charge of a lot of staff that were older than me, if you like, and that's a little bit daunting as well. But, um, yeah, look, um, it was really good experience from that point of view. You just you just met a lot of people from all walks of life. So I suppose when I say real estate's a people business, that's put me in that good stead for that, you know. Um, yeah, uh, oh, look, I had a lot of fun. A lot of hard times but a lot of fun over the years yeah what's the thing that stands out as a young publican oh look the fun you know just the you know i remember a thing back in the day when 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 australian idol started so so we decided to do jockey idol at the jockey club and it sounded silly but this thing just went bananas i remember you couldn't you couldn't get into the pub so we had them out onto the verandas and there was five and six hundred people in there to watch this karaoke show called jockey idol um and it went on and on for a few years it was a massive hit but just those things i think just a few of the bands that we had in there you know a few melbourne cup days that we had in there those sort of things it's just good fun times um where everybody continues to talk about and just said oh we need another day like that or yeah just a lot of fun okay from the jockey and you ventured uh, further into the cbd yeah we did we had um so we we on sold that lease i think it was in 2004 and then um mum and i had a break there for, for 12 months or so um and then we purchased the freehold of the uh, the old imperial hotel back in the day and i think that was in 2006 yeah so um and that, that was a, another great challenge um we uh, i remember taking that straight over and we, we closed the pub for two months um wow to renovate um, and to try and, I suppose, um, yeah, get some excitement buzzing around the town. There was a new venue going to open up and we wanted to do a really classy sort of a, a dinner and a late night venue sort of thing that we thought there was a gap in the market for. And yeah, it turned out well, it was a great pub. Yeah. Billy's was born. Billy's was born, yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> Uh, how did you feel having, uh, a, you know, like it's one of those things that, you know, having a pub named after you yeah. as it's like that Mr. Real Estate. It is. And it's another one. It's like Mr. Real Estate. I wasn't really that comfortable with it, to be honest. Um, but mum seemed to think it was a great idea. And I, uh, yeah, we just went with it. And, you know, it was it was more that we wanted to create a venue that we could say, hey, listen, we'll meet you at such and such. And Billy sort of seemed to roll off the tongue. It was different. Um, it wasn't the Empire or the you know the the imperial the railways the royals sort of thing it was just something a little bit different that we thought we could add a little bit of yeah something else to it you know just a bit of a ring to it if you like so um yeah billy's was born as you said and the rest is history <laughs> well people still call it billy's to this day i think it's a queenslander yeah it's days. been changed now to the queenslander but i think people still refer to it as billy's i think that'll happen for the next few years but um yeah i mean yeah that was good fun pub again you know yeah working with your mum how was that best thing ever yeah so um i worked with mum for yeah, 10 or 12 years um of my life um and and look you know we we bounce off each other really well um i tend to look after the nighttime trade she tend to look after the daytime trade and the food and those sort of things i'd look after the staff and the bands and the entertainment and security and all those sort of things um 
good challenge, but a really good mix um, for, for to run a pub with. So yeah, no credit to Mum for a lot of the lot of the success I've had. Yep. Talking about security, people can get rough and ready, and and had a few schooners under the belt, yep. and they're six foot tall and bulletproof. How did you handle that? Uh, well, well, yeah, obviously we had some security guards to look after it, but generally, as as the publican, you're in charge of those guys. So, um, you know, it's a little bit of a respect thing. Sometimes you just got to pull them aside and have a little bit of react to them and say, look, you know, that's sort of not what we're after in this venue, sort of thing. You, you may have to go if you continue <laughs> that way, sort of thing. You know, it, it, you know, it's just a people thing. You know, you can generally tell if someone's going to play up. You need to hit it in the bud pretty early. So, yeah, you get good at that. But um, it happens, unfortunately. It's when you mix late nights and alcohol, you sometimes you get that sort of person that wants to play up on you. Okay, at the Billy's uh, venue, what were the highlights there? There must have been plenty. Yeah, there was. I remember the the first the first time we took over in 2006. Um, I think from memory we took over in late July or something like that, and then we had the muster party come up. Um, was obviously in late August sort of thing, so we weren't really prepared for it. But it was still to this day one of the biggest days we ever had. Um, so we just had people from one end of the pub to the other. So that's one that stands out as being just a massive day that was just so much fun and yeah, um, yeah, a lot of the muster parties and those sort of things. Um, we had some amazing bands through there um, as well, like um, Diesel and the Black Sorrows and Mental as Anything and um, Butterfly Effect and. Uh, Stan Walker, I, I could name name lots. So meeting all of those guys um, and booking them in, and then you know packing the house out, a little pub in town, um, little pub that rocks, we called it. So old timber pub, it had a really good acoustic to it, and it just had a really good vibe. Probably the best day actually. Now that I think of it, would have been Ian Moss acoustic session. Wow! With two hundred people in there, it was just magic. Yeah, he was brilliant. Behind the smoke screen and the smoke and mirrors of, say, Ian Moss, the cold chisel superstar. Yeah. What are these people like? Um, Ian Moss is a dead set gentleman. Uh, he didn't want to leave actually. I think after the show he came upstairs with us and yeah, we had a steak and a couple of red wines and had a really good chat actually with, with Mossy. He was awesome. Uh, from memory, Diesel didn't hang around much, but um, he was sort of in and out. He was quite the showman, you know what I mean? Um, in one door and out the other did his show and was gone. But yeah, Ian Moss from memory was really cool. He stayed around, he wanted to, he wanted to stay on and, and party. He was just a yeah, genuinely good bloke. It's interesting though, some of them are the the, the 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 legend or whatever they try and live up to it yeah and so you'd say diesel would have been that yeah i think so yeah yeah he just sort of rocked up did his show he was all business left straight away all ego yeah maybe all ego yeah <laughs> yeah didn't have tough time for us little guys in gimpy but no look it was a good show that was the main thing wasn't it and other people that you've had in the pub over the over the time any other standouts? Any other highlights? Yeah, like the likes of Greedy Smith, who's now passed away as well, from wow. Mental as Anything, you yeah, know. Yeah, um, yeah. Just a big, larger-than-life character. Um, he was great. Um, yeah, the Black black Sorrows. I'm getting a picture that you're a great promoter, Mr Real Estate, the pub that rocks, Billy's. Yeah. Uh, would you say that you're a good promoter? Well, I think so. Something's working so far, you know. I'm not scared of putting myself out there, I think. Um, and in the beginning, I was. It's fair to say that. I mean, I remember when that billboard first went up, you know, it missed the real estate on it and my my face on it. You know, I didn't. I went the long way coming home from Gimby because I didn't want to drive past it. I was very embarrassed about it and it took me so long just to get used to the fact of driving past this billboard, you know. So it wasn't something that just sit comfortably with me. Either did, like I said, naming the pub Billy's. Um, but you've just got to warm to it, you know, and... and, and 
you know, I, I just did and you just sort of roll with it. And, and now I'm not worried too much about being on a billboard or being on radio or TV or any of those sort of things because um, I don't know why. I suppose I've just got used to it, you know. But It's an interesting thing, though, that, that it did embarrass you, that Mr Real Estate, that you'd... You, you didn't really like it yeah but yeah it was so successful yeah it was it was so successful um and uh, you know yeah i immediately had a, a really good real estate following but yeah it wasn't something that set well with me i must admit i was well out of my comfort zone um which is what i'd encourage everyone to do now yeah how do people get out of their comfort zone how do they get out of their comfort zone <laughs> billboards a good start <laughs> um, unless you like those sort of things but um the best bet's yourself i think you know so if you've got a good idea and you want to go ahead and do something or you've got a dream you know follow it and um you know that, that sometimes means getting out of your comfort zone and really putting yourself out there and you know making people aware of your goals and those sort of things i think is getting out of your comfort zone and following through on them what's your dream um it's it's just to live a good happy life you know and I, I think i'm living it to be honest um that hopefully that doesn't sound funny but you know i'm extremely busy i love it i love the people i work with um i love what i do um and yeah so look as as long as this lasts i'm happy um but yeah i think it's just to to live a happy life and see where the rest leads you know it yeah. seems to be growing because you've just bought gibby regional realty yes yep how did that come about uh, that came about um, right in the middle of COVID, so right when the world was really uncertain. Um, um, but I'll tell you how it did come about. I'll just go back to a phone call I got right at the start of um, at the start of COVID was from one of our landlords that we managed half a dozen properties for for this chap, and he gave me a call. And the reason for his call was he just wanted to let me know that if any of the kids in the houses that he owns needs uh, a rent reduction or can't pay their rent for five or six weeks, it's it's not it's not going to affect him. Um, so let you know. I'm not worried if we don't collect rent for the next couple of months, which was a really nice thing to do. What a great move. Yeah. What, what a great person. Yeah, just a legend, legend, legend old fella. Anyway, and um, so we got chatting and he just sort of said, you said you're going to be in for some really interesting times over the next couple of months. So I can see what's happening here, you know. And I said, yeah. I said, anyway, we, we sort of, we'll just do what we can do and, and, and see how it all ends up. You know, let's just stay positive and go from there. He said, you're going to find out a lot about your team. He said, and you'll find out a little bit about yourself. He said, but remember this, um, there will be opportunities throughout this throughout this for sure for you. You know, he said, I've, I've been through this. This chap would be 80 odd. Um, so he, he made reference to some cattle he bought back in the 70s um, and he sold them for 10 times the price 12 months later, you know. Love that. That's what he was talking about, opportunity, you know. Um, so anyway, that stuck in my mind and the opportunity come to buy uh, Gimpy Regional and their business of John and Margo were fantastic to deal with, which makes it easy in any transaction, you know. Um, so, yeah, that opportunity came about and I remembered what my friend said and um, they said, are you interested? And I said, absolutely, you know, and I just sort of never looked back and never doubted the decision. It was always made sense to me. So, look, it was a, it was a, um, yeah, it was a, a challenging uh, contract and negotiation and all those things. There was a lot of things involved, so there's a lot of moving parts that you've got to get right. So I got to know my solicitor on very, very good terms. Nervous signing the check? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, nerves are a good thing, but um, yeah, nervous. Um, I, I suppose I've done it a few times now with business takeovers and those sort of things. So um, I feel like we're getting better at it. Um, so I know what to look for and, and those sort of things. But, yeah, look, it's always a challenge when you take over a new business. So, you know, you, you've got to get it right. Yeah. What else makes you nervous? Uh, radio interviews, <laughs> YouTube videos. Um, um, oh, look, lots of things make me nervous, I think. I think nerves are good, you know. I think they, they 
maybe point you in the right direction sometimes, you know. Um, I, yeah, I'm certainly get nervous here and there yep, for different things. When you uh, originally got into real estate, what was the motivation when you moved from the, uh, the hotel industry, which you obviously knew very well and grew yeah. up in? Mm-hmm. Why real estate? Yeah, um, I just found myself always on realestate.com or getting the local real estate paper and just, I think, dreaming, if anything, you know. Um, so I just think I just had a... I'd often stay up late on the computer just looking through realestate.com and for whatever reason, I had no money to purchase anything, but, you know, I was just just kept... <laughs> I was just fascinated by the industry, I think. Um, and then uh, it came to the point where, I'd, you know, I'd spent 10 years with, with mum working in the hotels and, you know, like I said, that was a brilliant uh, business partnership and relationship, if you like. But I just felt like I wanted to really do my own thing and cut my own groove. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's I had so much fun in the pub pubs over the years, but um, it, it's certainly the best move I've ever made. You know, I haven't looked back since then, and just had plenty of fun in the way. What's the biggest sale you've made? Uh, I'm working on one at the moment. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, biggest Can't sale. tell me you have to kill me. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> that'll trump them all. But oh, look, I've had some really good sales over the years. But um, yeah, we look. You know, we don't get too many over a million, but I've had another couple of those this year. You know, they're always good when you get a million dollar plus sale anywhere in our regions. Um, really, really good, you know. Are there more and more uh, as time goes on? Yeah, I think so, and there should be as well. Like, we've got some really good quality real estate here, and, you know, we're, we're positioned really well. Um, I often say to people, I wouldn't like to be, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. Um, you know, I just think we've got a big future here in Gympie. Yeah. Do you buy and sell real estate yourself? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yep, um, which is a challenge sometimes as well. Um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoy that side of it. Um, so I've cut my teeth a couple of times on a, on a couple of small little developments, you know, two and three and five lots sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I enjoy doing that. Yeah, it's it's good fun and and you you learn a lot as well by having that experience as an agent um, to know what the seller's gone through to get it to this point. You know, it's not easy sometimes to get you know three and four lots over the line. What do you learn? Patience. <laughs> uh, there's lots that you learn. Um, oh well, you know what's what's involved in doing a small development: power and you know, um, you know, stormwater and gutters and all these sort of things. Water treatment systems. You know what's going to stack up: rural residential, rural residential. Um, you know what you're buying, all those sort of things. So you just learn to have a better eye for it, and probably you can gauge your value a lot better as well. Yep. What's the biggest growth area in Gympie real estate at the moment? Is it commercial, rural, uh, an area of Gympie? Where are we growing? We're growing on the southern side of Gympie. So suburbs like uh, Monkland, Jones Hill, Traveston, the Mary Valley, south side. Um, and then through to Gympie, there's no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no suburb that's gone back over the last 12 months, which is encouraging. Um, but even the northern suburbs in the Curra and Glenwood are showing really good, really good improvement. So, yeah, it's fair to say that the Gympie region itself is, is, is on the up, um, and it's been heading that way for the last sort of 18 months, two years. Then we had COVID hit. We No one really knew what was happening, which was a real shame back then because um, I just felt like we had so good a momentum that we were just really starting to boom. Um, and then we've come out the other side of that. Um, yeah, still some, booming? Oh, still booming, yeah. Some records over June, July, August, um, yeah, which I didn't ever see coming. So, yeah, no, it's been really good. What do you put the COVID thing down to? How did it affect the market and how will it continue to affect the market? Yeah, I'm not sure how it will continue to affect it. Um, and, and, you know, it would be wrong if we weren't worried at the start, you know. Uh, I think everybody else was and you kept watching the news, what was happening overseas. So, 
you just sort of got a little bit of that negative energy. Um, you know, the, the big banks did a few studies and it could affect us, you know, you know, could be negative 30% um, across the board, um, which included the cities and all those sort of things. So um, it's had the opposite effect on us in Gympie. So we've gone plus 10% around about. What's that caused by? Good time to buy in Gympie. Uh, beautiful, fresh, clean air. Um, you know, we've got so much happening with the, with the highway going around us and a couple of other smaller projects that are happening. Um, yeah, and like I said earlier, we're just really well located through the Rainbow Beach, Harvey Bay, Tinkan Bay, Noosa. You know, a lot of people travel the world to get to these destinations and we're 45 minutes away. So, um, you know, I think I think the pennies dropped. Firstly, you um, had the uh, Century 21 uh, franchise at Tinkan Bay. Yes. Talk us through what brought that about. Oh yeah, it was it was simply just an opportunity that came about. Um, There's a little 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 business that was for sale there with a little rent roll attached, um, and it was in sleepy little Tin Can Bay. And I just I'm not sure why, but I was drawn to it for some reason. And um, you know, it was one of those things that I, I fought tooth and nail for to to finance, if you like. And yeah, that was that was my my first little 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 go at having having my own business. Um, and yeah, it was a professional's business at the time. And um, I really like the the Century 21 brand, um, so I decided to to change it to Century 21 and got a new little office there, and that's you know really where the the Century 21, the company or mine was was born, you know, and um, yeah, since then we've been able to to grow that company, and now obviously we've got a sister office in Gympie, which is a bit bigger. Why Gympie? You, you were set up in Tincan Bay. Was it a natural progression? Yeah, it was a natural progression. Um, I. I yeah, Century 21 always wanted me to be in Gympie, so it, w- it wasn't too long before that they knew that I could, I, you know, I could handle an office and you know, be a principal and those sort of things. And yeah, that was a natural progression to get into town. Yeah. What do they like to deal with as a franchise, and 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 why pick a certain franchise? Yeah, Century 21 is the largest real estate network in the world, so it's it's huge. It was born in the 1970s in the in the states, and then it's sort of progressed from there. So it's in. 68 different countries I think and um, you know all the listings translate to about 28 different languages so it's it's just a really big company it's the McDonald's of real estate if you like so um, these guys um, just have got it right so they're little systems and procedures and you know all the things that create the the sale at the end of the day that they've just got right that I didn't have to worry about was the biggest thing for me so the technical side of things and the instant branding the instant recognition um, you know when I call Mark from oh, Billy, it's Billy from Century Twenty One. You know where I'm calling from. I don't have to, you know, explain that it's a real estate and all those sort of things. But yeah, I think probably the, that instant recognition, um, and yeah, being a big global brands giving me opportunities as well. That yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. When you're in Tin Can Bay, when you bought in Gympie, that must have been a big move. Yeah, it was a big move. Yeah, yeah, it was a big move. Um, another one of those daunting ones, <laughs> nervous times. Um, but. Look, you know, it's um, yeah, just head down, bum up, into it. Yeah, that was that was the sort of the motto. When you've uh, continued to expand, you've you've really starting to become Mr. Real Estate. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Can you see yourself going back to being Mr. Real Estate? Nah, not really. No, 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 no. I've taken the, the number plates down, mate, <laughs> and the billboards. So. Um, yeah, no, look, I'm just really enjoying um, doing what we're doing, you know. Like you said, our, our, our business is growing every day and, um, yeah, it's good. It's good fun. With the bypass, you talked about that. And how do you think it's going to affect Gympie over, say, the next 10, 20 years? 
the bypass yeah yeah generally um so areas that i've looked into that, that are that are, you know like nambors and you know even down in victoria I've spent some time in kyneton and wood end and those sort of places so they really benefited from the bypass going around so both in real estate um you know prices um as well as you know obviously it's going to be better for a lot of people's lifestyles you know what i mean it's going to be i think it's going to be cool yeah i'm really looking forward to it i don't think it's a negative at all are you seeing or hearing people worried about it no no i'm not no why would you put put that down because i know that say karoi's got its village atmosphere back yes do you think that that's going to happen in gimby i hope so yeah that's what i see happening yep do you see more growth in the center of town okay mary street at the moment is on the decline yes and the the sort of with with centro sort of dragged the cbd away and there's you know bunnings and you know that little industrial area mm-hmm. how can we bring gimpy back to the heart of gimpy yeah i mean a lot of people are steered away obviously because of the, the flooding down in mary street you know and there's there is some empty empty shops down there um and i did see an article and i remember the chamber of commerce meeting a few weeks ago that I think it's pretty clear that they just need to drop their rent prices in there and fill those shops up. That would be the immediate thing to, to do something. But on a on a on a larger scale, I'd love to see it mauled. Wow, that's a big move. Yeah, yep, that would be a big move. Um, but it's a pretty little street, you know. Um, you know, get a real culture about it. I think it'd be nice with more cafes and those sort of things. If we do a mall in Mary Street, do you see that it becomes the the cafe capital uh, of say this area? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'd love to see. And I think Gibby's ready for it. You know, I, I'm not sure it was 10 years ago, but it's just got a different vibe now. It's really starting to get a good culture about it. So, yeah, I think it is ready. What are you seeing over your time in Gimpy? the changes? What are the big changes that you've seen over the time? Oh, look, the, you know, like the Centro was a big, big change that I've seen. And then, you know, the, the, the old football oval out the back of the jockey club on the south side was always going to be Woolworths, always going to be Woolworths, and then bang, it happens, you know, and it's there, so... Oh look, lots of things. I really like what the, you know what they did with the Riverwalk. Um, I think that's a that's a great thing. The the um, you know, Victory Trails, um, you know, a lot of infrastructure and those sort of things. But it, yeah, it's growing every day. I mean, you're driving through Gympie now, and then you, you you reverse back 20 years and go back through it. Then it has changed a lot. Well, look at the old pineapple. Yeah, that's know. yeah, that's right. Now two can coffee. Yeah. You know, it's it it certainly is changing. One of the bad things about the development of Gympie um, that, that you can see, that are there things that we need to change, that we need to keep an eye on? Oh, I think, um, you know, at the moment we've got a lack, lack, lack of land on the market because of the incentives that the government's handed out and obviously because everyone's got a circle around our market. So I think if we want to um, attract more people here uh, more quickly, we need to fast-track those development applications, you know. Um, through council? Through council, yeah, and get, get them get them speedy a little bit more. What's um, your relationship with council? Uh, I don't have one, um, really. Um, you know, I've done a little bit of work with them, you know, over, you know since taking over the, the corner and, um, yeah, doing a few little small developments and those sort of things. But, yeah, other than that, I don't have much of a relationship with them, if you like. Do you think that council are pro-development enough? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think so now. Um, yeah, I think they always have been, if you like. It's just, it's one of those things. It's a mechanical thing, isn't it? You know, like there is a fair bit in it. So, With the new council, are you seeing changes because people are having to deal with them when they're trying to put property through? Are you seeing changes? Yes, I am. I, I feel like they are fast-tracking them now, which is really nice. Um, I've had a, a couple of really good dealings with Glenn over the last couple of months, so... Um, I feel like he's doing a good job. It's a tough job, but you know, I think he's going to do a good job, yeah. What sort of thing would you like to see if you were in the mayoral chair? 
what would you like to do? It, suddenly it's um, uh, Councillor Billy Mitchell. <laughs> what would you do if you were in the chair? Oh, mate, I'd probably do something really unpopular and change the name of Gimpy. What to, Nashville? Nashville, that's right, yeah. I've always thought that. Have I've you? always thought that yeah. they, they got it wrong because yeah. Gimpy's got so many connotations with the Americans. Yeah. And we were Nashville. We were, yeah. Um, why do you think it would be unpopular to change Gimpy to Nashville? Oh, I'm not sure. I, I, just, I just feel like it would be. Um, maybe it's not so much now, but yeah. I've often thought of Nashville or it came up the other night, maybe Nash. Uh, full stop, you know, mm. something something a little bit cool. Gimpy was touted, unfortunately, with a, a really negative name, I think, um, back in the, the 90s sort of thing. The Redneck Capital. That's right, the Redneck Capital. Gosh. Helltown. Helltown. Those sort of things, you know. So, um, some, you know are, some are benefiting then, from that, those Helltown hot rods. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see it marketed a little, a little bit better too. How? Good place to live. Um, you know, it's a, it's a real community, Gimpy. You know, I think all the other things that go with it, the the beautiful scenery we've got and our, our location and all of those sort of things, but I think it's a great community. What do you like about the community? What are the things that um, really float your boat about living in this area? Oh, look, the local footy clubs, cricket clubs, the soccer clubs, um, those sort of things, you know. I think most of the bars you go to, you know, the name of the barmaid or the barman or... You know, um, you can go down to Woolworths and you often run into a lot of people that you know, those sort of things, you know, that you just don't get in the cities. That's what I think we've got that the others don't. Mm. Well, you've got the best of both worlds with Tinkham Bay and Gympie covered. Is there um, thought for further expansion in, in any direction? Uh, no, not really. Um, you know, yeah, I'm really focused on Gympie and the greater region, so we're trying to keep our keep our business you know in in the region here i think that's 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 my plan is or already um you've taken over one real estate which was a fairly big real estate office um is there plans of further expansion oh there's look there's no plans but i'm sure there'll be opportunities down the track and yeah i'd certainly look at all of those yeah for sure yep when you're doing those sorts of things uh, what are you looking for is it just a bigger business a a, a, a bigger um uh well business business model is it is it all about the business model and having that um you know a bigger rent roll which brings in more money and and more staff but it must it must bring a bigger business must bring bigger headaches yeah yeah um i just think you get you get someone said to me once it doesn't get any easier you just get better you know and i think that's probably the thing over the years that like i said we, we we're getting good at it now we're taking over a few businesses and um, they just tend to slot in. We've got our systems and our procedures and everything, you know, really down pat. So, um, yeah, I like to weirdly just create a really good environment for everybody to work in. And if that means that more people are coming to work under our banner, then great, you know. That's probably what I look for, yeah. Because real estate agents have a bad rep. What do you say to people that, that will put a real estate agent down? Oh, look... It comes down to the to the experience they've had, and and unfortunately, not everyone will have a good experience with a real estate agent. It's, I, I think I brushed on it before. It's, if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. It is a it is a tough industry sometimes, and you, you're out to please a lot of people, and just unfortunately, that's 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 not, not achievable um, sometimes, you know. Um, but look, you know, we generally try to do the right thing by all people. You know, real estate agents generally are. Um, customer first, cust customer service based people. You know they really are. Um, it's just 
sometimes I think we get a bad rap. How do you get through that? It's like Kempi's got a bad name. You say, okay, let's look at uh, calling it Nashville, which I really like. Do you? <laughs> uh, absolutely, because as I say, you say Gimpy to an American, and you know it's got all these connotations. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That you know that aren't, aren't terribly you know, but other people love the name Gimpy, and and like as you say, it could be Civil yeah. War. You just yeah, yeah, be Civil War. <laughs> um, but. It's one of those things that uh, could it be done? Yeah, I think it could be done. Yeah, stroke of a pen? Oh no, I don't think so. I think it'd have to go to a vote, and you know all those sort of things. You know, um, but I'm sure you know I've only mentioned it to you and a few others. I think, but beforehand they've all thought it was a good idea. So maybe it would get over the line quicker than I thought. Where do you see Gimpy in ten years from now? You know, look, a really strong uh, Queensland rural hub. Um, that's that's a just a great place and an affordable place for families to live. Um, I think that we will get um, some some really good industrial space as well. Um, so yeah, I just think it's you know a bit of a land of opportunity at the moment for a lot of people. I think I think we're in for some really really good times over the next ten years. Is our economy diverse enough? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it definitely is because you know we're not we're not um, relying on any one industry here in Gympie. I think that's our strength. Um, you know, there's not we're just not a mining town or. We're just not Nolans or Laminex. Um, there's a fair bit about us, yeah, so I, I think we are diverse enough. You talk about the community, and, and it really uh, does... Uh, it's a wonderful thing when that landlord rang up and said, you know, he'll he'll help out with the COVID thing. Yeah. Do you get much of that? Yes, yeah, yeah, you know, and they're the people we love to work with, you know, that are, that are just... Um, yeah, there's, there's, we get that all the time. Um, very generous landlords and those sort of things that, you know just help out is that the gimpy community that you that you really love that that keeps you here yep yep good people absolutely yep one thing that you're a very public person you've been sort of in the limelight <coughs> as such since you were 16 working yeah. in Wadalay. you people know the the face billy mitchell yep tell us what people don't know about you <laughs> uh what people don't know about me um well, I, I grew up in country Victoria, a little place called Strathmerton, um, on the Murray River. Um, so, yeah, I grew up there. And then I, I moved over to a little place in uh, Malmesbury, which is on the Calder Highway between between Melbourne and Bendigo. And uh, my dad had bought the Malmesbury Hotel there. So that's where I cut my teeth as a in the hospitality industry. Um, How old were you then? I was 11. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And uh, so I used to serve in the bottle shop at 11. Um, yep. I used to count all the tills at night at the end of the day. Um, and that's pretty well um, how I how I got into the hospitality industry. You know, Dad taught me everything I needed to know about opening and shutting a shutting a pub and how to clean the beer lines and count the tills and um, yeah. So yeah, it was good times and really good memories that I've got. Yeah. A lot of responsibility for an eleven year old. Yeah, I, Dad was always there, but you know, yeah, I was dead set eleven and I'd serve you in the bottle shop, no problems at all. You know, so um, yeah, probably a lot of responsibility. You wouldn't get away with it now, that's for sure. What was your reaction when people turn up? Someone from out of town turns up, pulls through the bottle and and uh, a young Billy turns out and says, how can I help you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'd just go and grab my carton of EV stubbies and throw it in the boot and give them their change and it was all good, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I think things were a little bit different back then. I think it was more, you know, that they would have known that I was a publican son probably and um, just helping out sort of thing. But, yeah, I never got any uh, bad reactions, that's for sure. 
Is it a tough thing when you are a publican not to drink too much? It is, yeah, because it's a natural thing that, you know, a client comes in or a mate comes in or all those sort of things. They're coming in for a cold beer and, you know, um, you, know you, you generally want to sit down and have a chat with them. So, yeah, it can be dangerous. With the COVID culture, how do you think it's affected the, uh, the, 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 the pub industry? Well, as I say, it's like you've got out, got into real estate and timing couldn't even be better, you know, like you've, you've been quite gifted with, with your move. I feel for them, that's for sure. You know, um, they're the hardest hit, I think, you know, is the, is the pubs and they can't have a big crowd in there and, you know, just the little things like you've got to sign in everyone, everyone in now at the moment just to go in and have lunch at a cafe and all those sort of taxing timing things you know and it's just i think it's just a matter of survival at the moment for the pubs and hopefully they're in for good times you know not not too distant future do you think it could get better because it is at such a low end people can't do what they that took for granted as such yeah that's right um you know just just the, the live music and all those sort of things that just not happening anymore so yeah it's 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 got an overflow effect it's affected a lot of people hasn't it it certainly has so you you see a recovery for them Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll recover for sure. Yep, everything. It'll bounce back. That's for sure. Yep. It, like I said, it's just a. They might have to you know innovate at the moment and and survive um, and do whatever you can. But yeah, there'll be a time it'll come back for sure. If you were in the pub industry now, yeah. What would you be doing to keep the the bottom line happening and the and the money flowing into the till? Oh, just everything I possibly could. So you know, I'd be extending my, my trading hours. Um, I'd be you know making sure that it was comfortable so that it, you know we could get our maximum crowd in. Um, I'd be doing everything I could. Yep, absolutely. Yep, if it meant putting up the beers two dollars, I'm sure everyone will pay it, and I mean that. You know what I mean? It's just you've just got to survive. So yeah, um, I'd be planning to have a really big reopening as soon as the the laws change. Be the biggest band gimpies ever seen. With the COVID and, and real estate, it's not going away. You say it has, we've come out the other end of it and yeah. there's been a 10% increase. Are people still worried? Well, it doesn't seem that they're too worried in Gympie. And I, I just read on the news, or just heard on the news on the way out here that we haven't had a case in Queensland for over a week, um, which is really encouraging, you know. Um, we still need to be careful and diligent. And I think the Premier's doing a good job keeping us safe. It doesn't affect us at the moment with real estate, um, but it did initially. Um, but yeah, look, we've, we've just got to make sure that we've got all the sanitizer and gloves and all those sort of things which we've got, um, you know, and we offer for, for people that are inspecting properties. But yeah, it's not affecting us. What did you do when it first happened when you couldn't do the open homes and the inspections? Yeah, so we run around mad getting getting videos of all the properties and all those sort of things that we could send to people so they could be they could sort of basically view it sight unseen and get a better inclination of it. And then, um, look, if they wanted to have a look at it, we'd make sure that the owners weren't home. It was just us, the agent, and just two people that were coming through to have a look at it, just the decision makers. And basically, we'd open the front door for them and let them go for it, you know. That was sort of how it had to be um, because, you know, everyone was so cautious back then. But, yeah, that's changed a little bit. In what way? Just relaxed. Not everyone's not too worried about it here now. Is it just Gimpy, do you think, and Tinkambay? You know, like because, okay, the border's closed. Yeah. And are you in favour of that? Because okay, you'll find a big market from southern buyers and people trying to get into the into the Gimpy market or yeah. This, yeah. the Kalula market. Yeah. Are you in favour of it? I think I am in favour of it. Yeah. As 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 hard as it is for Palaszczuk government, you know, um, I think they're doing a good job keeping us safe. Uh, you know, so so I am in favour of it. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it, that's hard too because I know there's a lot of people out there that are just really doing it tough, you know, um, and really want them to get open and get us get us thriving again. But I think that's only just around the corner. I think 
yeah, I think we need to survive until then and um, do the best we can. Um, and then once they open up, we, we should go. We should go gangbusters again. The southern buyers, how are you attracting them though? With the fact that uh, the borders are closed, what are you doing? Is it still that that video sort of type thing? Yeah, video type thing. You know, the the domains, um, realestate.coms, They're the two popular portals that everyone will basically look at. So you need to make sure that you've got a good listing on those too. Um, you can obviously do target campaigns as well through spoke and social media and facebook and, and all those sort of things but they're the two two main ones that are going to attract the southern buyers domain and realestate.com um and then those guys yeah looking from there so um previous 10 years i hadn't sold much sight unseen but we've done a few over the last um six months you know which has been a really different experience um but it shows it can be done yeah is the way you're selling changing I wouldn't say it's changing. Um, I think ideally people will be going and looking and spending more time at the property, but yeah, it probably did there for a while. You know, um, you know, we, you know, when you're showing sight unseen, they really want to get the nuts and bolts of the property. So we're getting photos of laundries and exactly how things look in cupboards and all those sort of things where you can't just visually inspect them. So it was a little bit more time consuming from our point of view to get them done. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, Buying something sight unseen is a pretty brave move, I think. Things have changed because of COVID. Do you think it could stay that way? Like people are starting to work from home now. Yeah. And there's a possibility that a lot of people won't go back to working in a conventional office. Look at the Gimpy Times. Yeah. Yep. They don't work in an office anymore. Yeah. Mind you, there's a few different uh, uh, reasons for that. But yep. can you see the the way you, you set up is changing? Yeah, we function well. So we close the office for, for four weeks. Um, mainly through April, May there, um, and we function really well. So property managers were able to work from home. Sales guys were able to work from home. Our administration were able to work from home, so we had a cloud-based business going on. Um, we kept in touch with our Skype meetings. Um, we even had a what we call a Zoom bar every Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock. So everyone would just catch, catch up with their workmates and have a couple of beers, which was really fun because... Some people had chickens in the background and, you know, they were sitting by their pool and all sorts of things, you know, it was just really cool. But it just shows that we could actually do it, um, you know. So whether we actually want to do it, um, I think the novelty wore off after two or three weeks like it would have with most people. But, yeah, it did show that we could do it and it could be done. Yep. With the demise of the Gimby Times, there was always the real estate section that a lot of people look at and flick through and you sort of say, you look at the look at the net. Yep. Is that the new way? Is the is it was it appropriate that the paper went by the wayside yeah it was appropriate i think um for me anyway um i invested a lot of money in the gimby times lift out over the last 10 years that's for sure and it's been a great paper and i do miss it you know um but i i feel like it may have been timely it's sort of not a popular decision now but i think as time goes on it was probably the right move for them um and i know there's a new gimby today and um, i think it's going okay as well but yeah it's a sign of the times. Um, it's a digital world we're moving into, yeah. Are people missing that, though, the having the lift out and looking at what the properties are for sale? 100%, yeah. Could there be a standalone, say, real estate uh, pamphlet or booklet that, that goes out? Yeah, there could be, definitely. Yeah, yep. I think... That's the, the that needs to be you know that needs to be a combined effort with a lot of the other business owners in town. You know, there's no good me doing one thing and the other guys doing two other things. You know, it'd have to be a combined effort. We'd have to all bang our heads together and and um, put something together that was pretty special and um, you know was consistent and all those sort of things. So it could certainly happen. Will it happen? I doubt it. How do you guys get on as a collective, the real estate agents? In uh, you talk 
quite fondly of uh, John Bambling. Yes, yep. How do you get on with the other real estates in town? Oh, look, I generally get along really well with all the other guys. You know, there's there's a lot of mutual respect there. Um, I think they all know it's not an easy not an easy gig. It may look easy from the outside looking in on real estate. I think sometimes because um, sometimes we do stumble across a really easy sale and those sort of things. But look, a lot of it's generally hard work. Um, you know, it's a um, you know you build a lot of relationships over the years and all those sort of things so you know yeah I, I would say generally we get along good it's it's fierce competition like any industry um, probably as fierce as any industry I should say um, but yeah no, it's good fun there's mutual respect there what's the easiest sale you've ever got um, oh, I remember selling a block of land in Glenwood that I still don't know where it is um, <laughs> <laughs> But I, um, yeah, I did, I did sell that side unseen, and um, it was, it was very, very, very quick transaction. So it wasn't a big one, Mark. But anyway, I got it done. <laughs> Talk us through it. How did it happen? Small fish are sweet in our industry. That's the old saying. Uh, no, look, it was just a little house that I was selling in town for this lovely lady, and she said, "Look, I just happen to have a block of land out at Glenwood. Um, would you mind selling that?" So I did. I just got some Google images on it, and I just thought, what I'll do is before I get out there, I'll just throw it online for you. How much would you like for it? And yeah, and that I think it was that afternoon I got a call on it, and uh, they were heading out there the next day, and then they come into town and sign a contract. So, wow, you talk yeah. about small fish being sweet. Is that the bread and butter? Oh, it is absolutely in Gympie. Yeah. So yeah, our average sale price is um, about three hundred thousand now, which is nice. That was as, as you know was down in the low two hundreds. It seems to be increasing. It is. It is. It definitely is. Yeah, prices are going up, and there was a long time there through 2011, 12, 13 that you know you were still getting a four bedroom, two bathroom brick home. You know, in some cases under three hundred thousand. So um, it's good to see now that properties are starting to get their replacement value um, because obviously land's not getting any cheaper, building costs are going up, and all those sort of things. So we're now actually our average median price is above what it was in the boom of 2006, 2007. So it's taken us 13 years to get there, but we're actually there now, which is nice. Even with COVID? Even with COVID, yeah. That's yep. pretty amazing. It is amazing, yeah. We've, we've survived it. Um, how do we rate compared to the Sunshine Coast then? You talk about our location, we're close to the beach, we're close to Brisbane, we're close to the Sunshine Coast, but I see we're far enough away. How do you compare us to the Sunshine Coast? Oh, look, Sunshine Coast is, is a beautiful place. There's no doubt about that. We haven't got the access to the beaches and those sort of things that they've got and the infrastructure and the cafes and all of those sort of things. But we do have land on our size. Um, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to li necessarily listen to the neighbours all night long. You know, <laughs> <laughs> toilet flushing I was getting to. Um, um, yeah, we've got those those 20 and 30 acre blocks that those guys don't have. Um, and I think that community that, you know, that, that everybody wishes they had on the Sunshine Coast, they probably don't. The rural aspect of it, is that the growth industry for this area, the 20 or 30 acre block? Yeah, 20 or 30 acre plus to a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, lot of, lot of other guys from an agricultural point of view are looking at us too, you know, because of access through to the highway, um, you know, the water that our allocation that some of our bigger lots have got. So, yeah, there's um, everyone circling us, which is nice. What sort of, what sort of people, where's that interest coming from? Everywhere. That's including the big guys. Mm. Um, you know. So yeah, that's just that's that's across the board. Everyone's everyone's looking up here. Is it the right time to be in real estate? I think so. Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't change too much at the moment. I think it's um it's really good. It's exciting. Um, and I think we're in for for a good yeah another ten years. Beyond that ten years, the highway should be open at that stage. What will that do to prices? My research says they'll keep improving. 
Um, but there's a lot of different things happening in the world at the moment. I haven't got a crystal ball, but yeah, I think it's going to give us confidence. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Should people be waiting or buying now? Oh, that's the million dollar question. Uh, look, some of the some of the great experts in real estate Australia wide are tipping Gympie um, as 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 a top five um, regional growth area across the country. So um, take it from them and not from me, but I'd say buy now. What happens if we hold off? Well, FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> you don't want that to happen, you know. Um, yeah, Gympie will be one of those stories and we look back in 40 years' time and say, I could have bought that block of land for 130000 and now it's worth whatever it's worth, you know. It, it's, um, it's a great time to buy. I mean, you have a look around anywhere. Obviously, we're the cheapest real estate north of Brisbane, but, um, you know, you can have a really good look around anywhere and we are really extremely good value for money considering what we've got to offer. Can you see it expanding north, further north, and Gympie continuing to grow because of that? migration north yeah and the block more blocks opening up chatsworth and Curra. there's a few estates happening out there as well so i think the highway will go around the eastern side and that should fill up between gimpy and Curra. i think the building of the highway what effect do you think it could have in that immediate area of where it's going yeah well it's funny like uh, there's a few people that are looking for big blocks so they're going to be bordering that highway you know because sometimes towns move out to those sort of directions you know so there might be a big super site out there at some stage you know the big it's McDonald's an interesting and, way of looking at it yeah yep it is an interesting way but um if you have a look in the united states and those sort of things you'll get what i'm trying to say there that you know that people are now looking for for the big allotments off that highway so um look I don't, I don't see it doing any harm to any of those guys, um, other than the harm it's done now. It may have divided a few paddocks and those sort of things. But look, um, yeah, I think it's positive, yeah. It's surprising, though, that, um, that people are circling because you would have thought that the noise, the cars, the traffic would turn people off. I, it's quite surprising that... Yeah, I think they might be more looking for a service station or a caravan park site and, you know, those sort of things, maybe a hotel site or a motel or, you know, any of those sort of things, yeah. What's the big development you'd like to see come to town? I think a really good uh, industrial estate. We don't have one now. The, the damp, We've got the industrial, which is sort of starting to... Um, it's starting to grow with Harvey Norman and, and you know, the, the BCF and, and Chemist Warehouse. And uh, there's a few sort of bigger name brands and Bunnings, of course. Yes, um, Bunnings was a big win. I think what Corbett's have done out in the highway there, that sort of thing, big more, bigger stuff with more manufacturing and jobs and those sort of things. I think that's, that's what we'd like to see developed. And the service station out there as yep. well. Yep. Um, but you sort of say we need more industrial area. Do you not think that the industrial area we've got just should be developed better? Maybe, maybe. But I'm thinking that we need to try and attract these people to, to Gympie to try and set up business here, you know, um, and whatever incentives that involves um, and whatever they're after, we should try and try and create for them. Is that a state government or a council thing? Both, mm. yeah. Should they be working together? How do we get them together? Because, you know, like it's, you know, getting left hand to talk to the right hand. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's well above me, mate. I don't know how they get together and talk together. But, um, yeah, I think that, that answer your question, if that's the development I think that it needs, that'd be it. Yeah. But uh, an industrial estate, though, that uh, is, is going to grow, where would you put it? South, southern side. So over near, near the Corbett's and um, near that that service station there, I think it's been um, earmarked as, as, a, as a big industrial estate and I think it needs to be, yeah. You've talked about the growth of the Merry Valley. They nearly killed it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about how it's turned around? Some people made a lot of money out of it and some people went to the war because of it. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's, it's recovered to the extent that it has? 
Oh, I think it's just a really pretty place, um, and it's it's located beautifully um, for that for that rural lifestyle sort of thing. And there's some really pretty parts about the Mary Valley with Kandanga and Imble, and they're starting to get a real culture about it in those places, um, and Kenilworth in particular. You know, so you know it's just a, a nice place to live. Um, once again, it, it's been affordable. It's starting to starting to get up there in price now, and so it should be. But I think it's more its accessibility through the Bruce Highway and the sunny coast in Brisbane. Do you think that'll happen in Gympie, that prices start to creep, that people start to move further north to try and get that cheaper real estate? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's showing that now, you know, like what you can buy here for 350000 is, you know, you, you can't buy land on the Sunshine Coast for that. So, yeah, people are maybe selling up for six and 700000 and eliminating the mortgage and being able to come and live a good, comfy life here, which is perfect, yeah. That's why I say with the uh, migration north to look for the cheaper land, and that's why I was sort of um, wondering whether you're, you'd be looking for the, another office. A Century 20, 21 interested in that? Century 21? Yeah, or oh. you yourself. Is. Oh, yeah, look, you know, we'd look at any opportunity, um, you know. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Currard, Glenwood, um, Tyro, those sort of things will all expand with the highway. Um, but that'll that'll that's coming from the Sunshine Coast through to Gympie and it's going north. I know that some of the guys have put an earmark on Gympie or a circle around Gympie, if you like, from an investment point of view. Next edition they put out was Meribra. So Meribra's seen some good growth at the moment as well, so... Yeah, I think, um, yeah, not not in particular am I looking for anything north, though, but, yeah. Would Glenwood be the next hotspot because of the fact that's where the highway's going to end up? Yeah, it's such good value, you know. You know, there's there's still blocks of land in Glenwood, you know, around the 75, 80,000, so it's not too late, that's for sure, yeah. Where's the best place to buy land or, or even real estate in the area? What's, what's your favourite? Oh, good question. I really like the east side um, because... Um, is it too expensive for what It's probably you just my connection between Gympie and Tinkan Bay and Rainbow Beach, but I really like the east side. I think when the highway flicks around on the eastern side of town there, those blots around Gumeri, um sorry, not Gumeri, um Gumborian. Gumborian, um, they're just going to be really sought after. You know, the, you know, any lifestyle block in there, I think, as long as the Mary Valley there on the, on the southern side of town, I think, I think that's pretty hot real estate at the moment. So where's the big growth going to happen? Is it going to be in that, that sort of area or is it, as you say, southern side? Which is going to be the, the really major growth area that you see? Mary Valley. Mary Valley, the Dawn, Jones Hill. Um, and, of course, Monkland, which, which recently hasn't been that sought after in Monkland, but those house prices are, are going really, really well on that what side of town. What do you put that down to? Oh, just the location, that side of town, access through to the Bruce, through the Sunshine Coast. You know, you're a little bit, you're another 15 minutes if you live in Chatsworth at the moment, which is, Chatsworth is awesome too. But yeah, I think just the just the location on the southern side of, southern side of Gympie, yeah. If you weren't doing real estate, what would you do? Oh, I'd probably be a publican. Um, oh, gee, if I wasn't doing real estate, what would I do? Yeah, oh, look, I don't know. I'd be doing something though, that's for sure. Um, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be busy. I'd be doing something. I'd be digging my teeth into something, whether it be some sort of business or a venture or um, something. But yeah. I'd Do you see yourself always owning your own business? I think so, yeah. Um, I've pretty well, you know, been in the family business my whole life, so I don't know too much else. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it's good fun, and that's why I, I love doing what I'm doing. So yeah. You must enjoy the pressure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like everything, you know, there's, there's going to be some ups and downs in life. So, you know, you've just got to, you know, play the cards you dealt and, and get on with it, you know. What's the biggest high you've had? The biggest high I've had? Yeah. 
Uh, the biggest high I've had, I, probably selling my first property. When I first started, I started with um, Nathan O'Neill at Harcourts, and that was just across the road at the, the pub there. I thought, how do I get into real estate? And he said, come with me, and here's a tie and a shirt, and we went from there sort of thing. And um, <laughs> I think I was handed my first listing, um, which was this little old rock house out at, out at Pie Creek. And I think I was... Um, I remember getting the deal done, but it wasn't unconditional. And then I pulled over on the highway. I think I was heading to the Sunning Plaza and the deal had finally gone unconditional on me and I'd made my first sale. And I think that was back then as high as you could get probably, you know. So that's the, that's the, um, um, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest highs I've had is just getting your first deal done. It, it's, a, it's a really big achievement. What motivates you these days? Um, <laughs> the debt? No. Um <laughs> <laughs> helps you get out of bed of a morning that's for sure you know but um oh look i just i genuinely you know i just love getting up and doing what i'm doing um the people i work with every day um i have no problems getting up every morning going to take the dog for a walk and then heading to work you know it's um it's a it's a it's a great life um and yeah i i just love it yeah great way to end billy mitchell thanks for joining us over the bonnet no worries mark thank you this podcast is brought to you by mary mark medical Mary Mark Medical is your local medical practice in Gympie, specialising in quality family medical care. Are you always sick? Ranging from acute medical issues to management of long-term chronic conditions. When you need to get better, even if you have complex health problems, get the right diagnosis with Mary Mark Medical. Contact Mary Mark Medical in Gympie on 54811873 or find them at 18 Young Street. The podcast is also brought to you by Gimpy Foam and Rubber, your local store that specialises in foam cup to size. They've got all sorts of good stuff like upholstery and craft foam, even loose spinning foam. The shop is packed with things like mattresses and pillows. Ah, not so squeezy. Now, they'll help you get down and dirty and save your feet with rubber flooring and mats anti-fatigue matting, and they have industrial mats and rubber. If they don't have it, Andrew will get it in for you. Plus, for Over the Bonnet listeners, mention the show and ask for your discount, and you'll receive 10% off the price. That's right, 10%. Only for Over the Bonnet listeners when you mention the show, and you have to ask for your discount. That's at Gimpy Foam and Rubber. And finally, the show is brought to you by NICAD Earth Moving that specialises in roadworks, house pads, site cleanups, land clearing, dam construction, even dewatering and swamp drainage. I didn't even know you could do that. They have a 140H grader which is big and their Positrack Bobcat is also huge. There's a D65 dozer, three excavators for hire, including a 20-ton, 8-ton and a 2.5-ton. Plus, they provide side truck hire and even have a roller and a water truck. So contact Carl Dakin at NICAD Earth Moving on 0488 228806 and the earth will move for you.